Hey, it's your brother, Amado Organic, coming to you from Round Table Talks. Just wanted to, um, you know, do a second part of the topic of forgiveness that we started this morning. And I just want to ask you a question out there. Do you find it difficult to forgive? Is it then? Is it easier to forgive family or is it easier to forgive a co-worker or a friend from school or a friend from the street? Now, why is it easier to forgive a stranger, let's call him that, than it is easier to forget a blood relative or an uncle, aunt, cousin, a, a sibling, parents? Why is it so difficult to forgive their transgressions or their 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 the harm that they have caused? Or do you have people who haven't forgiven you because of something that you did, and you know that the person is walking around life bitter and hurting because of something that you did? Have you tried to reach out to them, or is it? pride that is keeping you perhaps from reaching out across the aisle to say forgive me or I forgive you it's very important I, I know a, a young lady that was looking for a more intimate relationship with the Lord and she was stirring her heart that you know she should go and forgive her father because her father left her them her sister and her are uh, in early age now she wanted to get closer to the lord but the spirit stirred in within her that she needed to forgive because this was a root of bitterness that was in her now are there things that you want to move forward in and and perhaps you know you want to get married or perhaps you want to have children or perhaps you just want to be able to enjoy your retirement or perhaps you just want to enjoy the life that you have or or perhaps you're you're about to expire and, and you just want to find comfort in your soul and this thing that has been over your head for years unforgiveness has been there now in order to do something that you have not done before you need to be empowered you need to be powered let's say and the only one that can power you power your spirit is the lord he's the only one that has the answer now the scriptures say in verse in first john chapter chapter 1 verse 8 if we say that we have no sin we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us then it says if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness there you go confession admitting that you have hurt somebody or admitting that you have been hurt is the first step to being released from this prison of bitterness it says if you are if you confess 
you will be delivered. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Because just as people offend us, we also offend people. Just as we hurt, as people hurt us, we also hurt people. Now, are you going to be bold enough to say, you know what? It's not a big deal. I could come to you. I know that there's some pains that are so deep. But sometimes you have to say, you know what? It wasn't you. It was the devil that was using you. And I'm going to come to you now embracing you and believing that God had a plan with this. That God had a bigger plan for this. So I'm going to release you from it. And I'm going to release myself. So this is your brother from Roundtable Talk, Brother Amado. Again, reaching out to you. Forgive and love. God bless everybody. This is your brother Amado coming to you once again from Roundtable Talks. I'm here with a special person. Very special person. My beautiful wife, Jennifer. And I asked her if she can... uh, you know, give me her perspective, being that she's been youth pastor for about two years in the Church of God of Prophecy in Hoboken, New Jersey, the best. So here we are. And, um, you know, we want to talk a little bit about youth and forgiveness. You know, there's a lot of adults out there who are walking around angry at their parents because of the kind of punishment or I would say discipline, I would say better, that they receive. And they're walking around all bitter, all beat up. And, you know, some, they don't, you know, some of them don't even call their parents, don't even visit their parents because of the, because of the discipline that they receive. But the other side of that is that now they're productive citizens. And, you know, I think it's, my opinion is it's because of the discipline they receive. Jennifer, what do you think? Do you think, uh, you know, corporal punishment is a good thing or, or what? I think um, corporal punishment, well, depends on how you look at it. Uh, it is um, defined corporal. Well, I mean by, you know, using your hands and probably smacking their butt, you know, their butts when they're little um, or just taking the belt and, you know, just hitting them, you know, around the knee, like, you know, by the knees. But, you know, not trying to make them bleed or anything, just, you know, Good old school, Caribbean, uh, Haitian, Dominican, Jamaican type of punishment. Puerto Rican too. All right. What do you think? Um, well, in that case, I think is, I mean, if you look at the children today and you look at us growing up, we were, we always, I remember when I was working one day and this child was jumping all over the chairs uh, I work in an office, by the way. And this child was jumping all over the chairs, and um, I can't stand up. And wow. we were like, "Man, if that was my, if that was me, and um, that was my mother, my mother would have never allowed that." It was the, you know, it was when we had respect for when you went to a place or when you, yes, you know, yes. When you, when you uh, uh, visit that, that a home, special look. Yeah. yeah, the special look. All that, all my mom had to do was give me this that look. That look, and you know you. And were then I knew that crazy. okay, let me just sit down, let me relax. But now I look at these parents, and I'm like, sometimes I'm like, oh my word, it's crazy. 
And those are the same people that said, you know what? I'm not going to be like my mother. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to correct my kids. They could do whatever they want. And here the kids are just ruling themselves and going crazy and, you know, bullying other kids because there's no discipline. They bully other kids. They abuse other kids because they're not getting any sort of, any sort of discipline. The Bible says that the Lord disciplines those who he loves, you know, just because you don't discipline doesn't mean that you're not loving your child. Sometimes it takes love to correct your child. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I appreciate our parents because I know your your parents probably uh, discipline you. Yes. Uh, you know, today, I, I you know, I, I thank God, you know, may God be praised. I haven't been to prison because I was afraid of my mom more than the police. <laughs> so, you know, that kept me away from trouble. I think it, it kept most of us away from trouble. Um, unless you just want those child that you're not going to listen to your parents, whether they discipline you or not. Um, there is, there is, believe it or not, there are children like that. They did, they just don't get it. Incorrigible kids. Yes. Incorrigible kids. I mean, those kind of kids, sometimes you have to just stop them from maybe doing the favorite thing. Like stop them from playing video games. I agree. Stop them from watching TV. Get, take their phones away from him. Take their privileges away from them. Because sometimes that's that's the worst thing getting a beating. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the whole thing is this: Hey, if you're out there and your parents discipline you, you should forgive them. Don't carry that bitterness in your heart. Mm-hmm. Call them, visit them, and thank them for being the person that you are—a productive a member of society. Okay? So this is a model, and this is uh, Jennifer, my <laughs> wonderful. My no, I wanted you to just go right in there. <laughs> So this is my wife. You said it for me. Okay. So this is Amado and Jennifer. Hi. Bye. Bye. From Round Table Talks. Hello, everybody. It's your brother Amado once again coming to you from Round Table Talks. Today I got a nice conversation with. uh, We're gonna have a nice conversation with two beautiful ladies, uh, Maria and Dallas. Uh, you know, they need to see, I want to hear the perspective on something we call dating, but dating in the formation age, you know, like you go out with a person and instead of you having a good conversation, is that any, is that real anymore? I mean, do people even talk to each other anymore? But again, when you go on a date, I want to hear the perspective. Is, do you, do you think it's okay for the guy to just stare into his phone and then, you know, not even acknowledge you or do they want a guy that you know, is able to talk. I think Maria is about 21 years old and Dallas, I think she's about 40. Uh, uh, how old are you, Dallas? I'm sorry. I am 23 years old. Uh, excuse me. She's 23 years old. So we're going to get the real young perspective here from two professional young ladies. All right. So first I want to say, you want to say hello, Dallas? And... Hello. Uh, my name is Dallas. I'm 23 years old. I'm from New York. Hey. A New Yorker in the house. And Maria. Hi, my name is Maria. I'm 21. All um, right. I'm from New Jersey. <laughs> also, well, okay. <laughs> well, New Jersey rocks. I love New Jersey. Um, I, You know, Maria, I want to ask you first. How would you feel if you go out on a date and the guy is just looking into his phone and is not paying attention to you? You think that's cool or what? That's not, that's not nice. Um... Well, personally, I've never been on a date where a guy's on his phone. Okay. I feel like if you go out on a date and you going out to spend time with someone to get to know someone, I don't think you're able to get to know somebody if you're on your phone and not paying. No, I could be talking and you're on your phone. Like, sometimes when I'm on my phone, I block out everything that's outside. 
So if I'm on my phone and you're talking to me, it's just like. So when you go out, <clears throat> do you, are you the one that's on the phone or? No, I'm not. On my you phone. put your phone away. I'm my purse. You oh, you leave your phone in the purse? Yeah. Wow, that's so. That, that's I have the ringer on though in case I get a phone call like from my mom. How about the guy? The guy's just. I, I'm not on the table. I think they're always in their pockets. Would you be offended if he does? If he would have? Uh, if he has his phone out? Yeah. I mean, if it's like a quick little check, I don't really mind. But if you're going to be on your phone for five minutes straight and I'm just sitting there quietly or if I'm talking, I'm going wow. I'm, I'm to feel some type of way. Well, I see light at the end of the tunnel then. That's really cool. Uh, I mean, you know, that you are really having a good conversation, trying to get to know that person. Uh, how about you, Dallas? You ever been in a situation where a guy is just looking at his phone or... Or no, or, or maybe you're looking at the phone because maybe you're not interested in that person. I have a funny story. Um, I'm with my boyfriend um, for six years now. Wow. And he has done that um, multiple times. And there was one time where I taught him a lesson and I told him that I felt like it was very rude for him to have his phone out while we were having dinner. So I got up and said I was going to the bathroom and I know what I was doing. But I left him there for 10 minutes. 10 minutes, wow. Because I felt like it was rude for him to be on the phone. Like, we're having dinner, we're trying to talk to each other, trying to have a date, and you're on the phone. So I left him there, and he finally texted me. He was like, where did you go? The check just came. <laughs> what are we supposed to do? And I'm just like, I left. You I don't left? Know. You left? No, I didn't leave. I was in the bathroom. But oh, he didn't know it. but he thought you left. Right. Oh, okay. But I just feel like it's very rude. I feel like if we're out on a date, whether it's dinner, whether we're just out, yeah. you know, at the mall or whatever the case may be, like, mm-hmm. okay, it's okay for you to have your phone on ringer. But if you're spending time together, we shouldn't be trying to talk to other people on the phone. What's the point of being out on a date if you're going to be talking to other people? Wow. You know what? Uh, you said you heard six years, you know, with a person. That's a long time. That's a long That's a long time. But you know what's funny is that I, mean, I find myself doing that mistake too. I guess the longer you're with a person, like you take, I, I'm not even going to use that word, you, you know, taking somebody for granted. Mm-hmm. But you feel like you have that great connection that you feel like you can get away with extra things and looking at your phone, looking at your videos because you already have this established relationship. And sometimes, you know, you miss out a lot because instead of having this good conversation, and, and getting to know the person even more deeply or just, you know, having a good time, a good conversation you is ruined just by uh, looking at technology. You know, um, you know, the scriptures, they say that it's not good for men to be alone. And that's why God created the woman so that we can have this wonderful companionship, this wonderful fellowship. And, you know, it rocks. You know, so thank you both, Maria and Dallas. And this is the model closing from Roundtable Talks. Hey.